95.5. The Morning Majlis, talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is, this is Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95 and a very good morning. Welcome back onto the program. We are going to be talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle during the holy month of Ramadan. This time around, we've got fast that can last up to 15 hours as well. So to understand how you can uh, be healthy and how you can make the most of it, so how you can look after yourself, we've also got Dr. Adil Sajwani, a friend of the show, we'd like to say, a friend of the... <laughs> He's a presenter, he's a, a, an expert, influencer, a family medicine specialist, Dr. Adil Sajwani. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning, Abdul Karim, and thanks for the great introduction and Ramadan Karim. Ramadan Karim Ramadan to you Karim. too. And uh, now, uh, the big question is: fifteen hours. A lot of people would be thinking, "Oh, oh my!" You know, this is this is this is a, a very long fast. And then a lot of uh, non-Muslims would also like to understand, saying, "Why do you fast for fifteen hours without water? How can you survive?" Uh, so, if you can paint uh, paint the picture for us, uh, how to s- make sure that we are living healthy? Because it is very very long fast as well. Well, the good news is that uh, this is not the longest hours uh, here in UAE for Ramadan. We have been on two longest hours in August and July with the month of Ramadan. I think fasting in the month of April is a blessing for us. We are used to it. And yeah, it is a long uh, fasting hours and we have a bit of hot weather uh, nowadays. So my advice is to stay hydrated and stay cold. Don't stay in the hot weather as much as you can. Now it depends on your profession. But for the general population, uh, you have to eat and drink water well between Futur and Suhoor. We know that we are not camels, we are humans. So we don't (laughs) store the water inside our bodies for a long time. So drinking water, uh, a huge amount of water at Suhoor time will not help you at all. You have to drink a good amount of water uh, between Futur and Suhoor, like e- each each hour you drink a cup of water or each half an hour even a cup of water, stay hydrated. Eat food that can keep the water in, like fruit and veggies, and get away from salty foods and uh, spicy foods because the, these type of foods are delicious, but they kill the water. They kick it away from our body and you get dehydrated. Uh, don't train at the daytime, especially uh, at the noon time, because it's hot and you are losing uh, water uh, fluids through the sweating. So try to exercise either one hour or 30 minutes before iftar time or after iftar time because you don't want to get dehydrated. Basically, fasting for long hours is not something new. You just need to stay away from the sun, eat well between Futur and Suhoor and stay hydrated as much as you can. So, Dr. Adil, how can we actually deal with our sweet tooth during Ramadan? Because a lot of us, we love our qataif or our gemat or all the sweet stuff that we love to have in Ramadan on our tables. So um, is there other uh, options that we can compensate um, uh, those amazing um, sweets with? Or can we eat it, actually? Is it not recommended at all? What's the situation there when it comes to sweets? Well, uh, Ramadan is linked to sweets and especially what have you mentioned, the gamat, qataif, <laughs> this stuff. And I think this is linked to the Egyptian history. The, the Egypt, I think, is the first country who linked Ramadan to these sweets because it's a happy month. And that's good, but we don't have to eat that much. Uh, the alternatives are fruits. So if, if you are a fruit uh, fan, yes, having an apple is better than having a kanafa. But I mean, who can resist a kanafa? So you should eat kanafa or legumat, but don't overeat. One legumat 
is having about 100 calories, which which means if you have five ligamas, that, that's that's your meal for the, the rest of the day. Uh, so I think having one or two ligamas every two or three days will be good. Having kanafa once a week is good, but don't overdo it. Now, because the society is much more educated and is, is, is more fan on health promotion and the, the diet nowadays, which is a good sign, they are having alternatives now. So the Bimto, for example, they are having Bimto Zero, which is good. Uh, for kanafa, even some some shops are giving kanafa, shira, or qatar with sugar free. Uh, these are good alternatives, alternatives that are appearing in the market nowadays. So I think don't overeat it. Enjoy your sweet. Don't overdo it. And if you can find those uh, sugary drinks or sugary sweets with alternatives, not uh, from natural fruits or from the uh, sweeteners, it would be great alternative as well. And Dr. Adel, uh, can you talk to us about the element of sleep as well? Because that's definitely something that changes significantly during the holy month of Ramadan. Whereas before, for example, in my case, my sleep was pretty consistent and regular. On the holy month of Ramadan, it's all over the place. It's different day in and day out. So could you talk to us about the effects of those sleep disruptions and what we can do to try and improve our sleeping habits? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I think we are all sleepy in here in the early morning show. <laughs> For sure. Uh, uh, the, the sleep is very important. Sleep is the main... Uh, element and the main factor for the uh, health of your heart, health of your brain, and for your mental health as well. You will see somebody who is very stressed, very depressed, very angry, very sad, and uh, he might be just sleepy, like like a child, like babies. So we know that some babies or some children, when they are sleepy, they get mad or angry, mm-hmm. or they keep crying. Well, unfortunately, we adults, we do the same, but we don't cry. We just become angry, mad, or, uh, or sad. It reflects that we need a good amount of sleep. Sleeping is very important. Sleeping is an uh, important part of a human body. Unfortunately, people linked month of Ramadan with uh, staying late at night. This is not a very good sign because the growth hormone, uh, the growth hormone, uh, uh, the body naturally uh, have it mainly at night. So for children to stay late at night and to sleep morning time, they don't grow well. And this is a very common phrase from our grandmas. And it's true, by the way. So if you sleep at night, you grow. Now, for the month of Ramadan, because most of the activities are open till late, so you can stay one or two hours more than your regular cycle. But you shouldn't stay till Fajr time or morning time just staying and having fun. No, that's not a good sign at all. I Mm. think because most of the professional, most of the working hours are reduced in Ramadan, people are starting work late. So you can stay late by one or two hours. If you sleep at 10 o'clock, you can sleep at 11.30 or 12. Don't overdo it. Don't sleep at two or three and in order to have a good sleep you should avoid few things before the sleeping time for example if you are planning to sleep at 11 so you should stop drinking coffee or tea by by uh, eight o'clock for example mm-hmm. if you want to exercise exercise one hour before futur or one hour after futur don't exercise at nine or ten o'clock because you will have so much energy and you will not be able to to sleep yeah don't have a tv at your bedroom now we are watch 
watching the TVs in Ramadan because there are many shows. So if you have a TV in your bedrooms, your bedroom psychologically will be turned on like a, a living room. So you will not be able to sleep because this is a living room in your mind. This is not a bedroom. So having a good sleep is important, but sleep hygiene, they call it. Sleep hygiene is also important as well. Yeah, and especially the fact that you you noted the, the human growth hormone for children element. There's also all sorts of hormones that really get pumped in high amounts during sleep, right? Like testosterone and such. Uh, for, for males yeah. as well. Uh, I'm interested as well in the uh, people, for example, who are really, really active. You know what I mean? Like people who are athletes, people who play a lot of sports. They have high energy demands in their body. When they have to fast 15 plus hours every day, uh, that's got to be a ma- major limiting factor for their daily activities. So what would your advice be for that particular group of people, the people who are really active, who like to exercise, but still have to fast very long hours in the day? Well, fasting, uh, it's a religious thing. Some people will claim that fasting is healthy. No, I cannot say that because stopping from water is not healthy. But fasting is a religious thing. We fast because we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and that's part of the Islam. But now, if you are an athlete and you are a bodybuilder and you have to fast, of course, this will reflect some changes in your body and you cannot avoid that. Especially if you are planning for for a championship or something, this will have a reflection. But this is part of your religion. But how can you reduce that? Well, you are depending on protein. So you can have it after futur. Have a high protein diet. Have a whey protein, especially after checking your liver and kidney function as well. I have seen many patients who are an athletes and they are having protein and they claim it's safe. Yeah, it is safe. But some people are sensitive than the other. So I have seen many patients with a high liver function on their blood test or creatinine function in their kidney test because they are affected by those supplements. So basically, before you have them, just get a blood, a simple blood test, then have them, please. Now, Ramadan uh, schedule will affect your body. Yes, it will affect your body. For normal people, it will reduce the glucose, the insulin resistant. But for the bodybuilders and for the athletes, it might affect their muscle mass. But again, have a high protein diet, exercise more between iftar and suhoor. And yes, you should accept that there, there will be mild changes and you should accept it. But this is part of your religion. Dr. Adil, I've got to touch upon the aspect of uh, diabetes as well. It's very prevalent. It is something that you also quite work work quite closely with your patients. Uh, for those who've got a very fluctuating blood sugar level and they're always concerned about fasting for these long hours, uh, understanding the food with high glycemic index and how to how to balance that, um, what would your advice be for people who've got the, the blood sugar issues uh, in terms of fasting and making sure that they're safe as well? That's a very good question, uh, Abdul Karim. We know we know that uh, fasting is very good to regulate our blood sugar. In fact, even uh, in, in the Western countries now, they are encouraging intermittent fasting as as their diet in the whole year because intermittent fasting it will help uh, decrease the insulin resistance, it will help decrease the glucose in the body, and it will burn fat and it will reduce weight. So the fasting is good, but. For those who, are, who have diabetes, now there are two groups of people. There are people who, who have type 2 diabetes, which means they are taking just tablets. Those people can fast in the holy month of Ramadan only if their sugar is controlled. And they have to take advices from their uh, physician, from their doctor who, who is treating them. So if your average sugar, the HbA1c, is controlled, is below 7, 
and you are taking your tablets regularly, then you can fast the holy month of Ramadan. In fact, fasting will help you. So if you are taking the tablet at morning time or lunch time, now you are taking it out in Futur and in Suhoor. There are a few medicines, tablets, that you, you need to stop them if you are taking them. And they are one of the old tablets now, like Dimicron, Amaryl, Glyclizide, Glipramide. These things, uh, your physician might stop or reduce the, uh, the the dosage because they can cause hypoglycemia but most of the tablets and medication even the new non-insulin injections such as uh, uh, victoza saxenda ozompic ribalsas these things also can be taken with the regular dosage now for those who are either uncontrolled diabetes or they are type 1 diabetes who are taking insulin those people we don't recommend them to fast why is that because fasting uh, for those people can bring hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. Hypoglycemia is dangerous. It, 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 you'll see someone who's having palpitations, sweating, dizziness, low uh, change in his mental status suddenly. Those type of people are, are having hypoglycemia and hypoglycemia can lead to coma and can lead to death in a few uh, minutes. It's, it's very dangerous. So we don't recommend people who are taking insulin to fast. We don't recommend them to fast in the holy month of Ramadan. Now I know some people who are already fasting they need to watch really carefully uh, they need to consult their physician and doctors and if you if only five minutes are remaining for al-maghrib prayer and you are having a hypoglycemia attack you should break your fast and besides those diabetic uh, cases are there any other uh, chronic cases uh, or patients uh, or people with chronic cases that should restrain from or maybe it's a good idea to, to restrain from fasting now, yeah, there are many cases, but it really depends on the individual person. For example, you will see a child fasting while, while he's seven years old, and you will see somebody who is 14 years old, and he will not be able to fast. Now, this is very individualized, and most of the people with high blood pressure, they can fast if their pressure is controlled. People with diabetes, as I explained, asthmatic people, for example, uh, they, can, they can fast if their asthma is controlled. Uh, I mean, they, they, they are, there are four types of asthma. If you're having mild or moderate asthma, then you can fast. If you have a severe asthma, then you cannot fast. Or you can take the inhaler if you consult the, the scholar who said that inhaler will not break your fast. For those people who are having a heart disease, most of them, if their heart disease is controlled, they can fast Ramadan. But if you just had an, um, an MI or heart attack one or two months ago, then we don't recommend you to fast. Those people who are having any surgeries less than two months, mm-hmm. they shouldn't fast and they should consult their surgeon. And, and do you recommend uh, that people, for example, like us here in the studio, we don't have any chronic conditions that we know of so far. Do you recommend we get our uh, health markers checked out, maybe get a blood test? Are there things you tell the general population to do just to be, care- be wary of uh, potential negative effects during fasting? Uh, well, uh, for normal people, you don't have to do a general checkup because of fasting, because okay. fasting will not harm you at all. So I don't recommend general population to do general workup or general checkup because they want to fast Ramadan. No, we don't need to do that. But as a general idea, any person, as a guideline here in United Arab Emirates, any person who is above the age of 21 years of age, he should get a yearly checkup. Why is that? Because there are many risk factors that are, that are common in the popula- population, such as high blood pressure. 30% of the population is having high blood pressure. 18 to 19% of population are having diabetes. Uh, cardiovascular diseases and heart diseases are the first cause of death 
here in the Arab Emirates, uh, more than the road traffic accidents. So can you imagine that? So we we tell everybody who is above the age of 21 to get himself checked for sugar, pressure, cholesterol, and lipids, vitamin Ds, and a yearly basis. So once a year, not because of Ramadan, but as a general checkup, yes, it's recommended. Well, that's uh, so much to uh, to take in and so much to uh, continue discussing. And I know in Ramadan, uh, doctors still have to fast. Doctors still have to meet the patients. And I know you've got a very busy day ahead of you. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, Dr. Adil. Thank you so much. And uh, Ramadan Kareem to all of you. Ramadan, Ramadan Kareem to you too. And we wish you all the very best and hopefully bring you in again for uh, more health discussions on the Morning Majlis. Thank you. We were listening to Dr. Adil Sajwani, who is a family medicine specialist at uh, Fakir University Hospital and has also got a dedicated show. So, Dr. Adil, when, when is your next uh, program on Charger Radio? Uh, it will be after Ramadan because I recorded uh, 30 sessions for uh, those fasting above the age of 60. So you have them now as recorded sessions. But the, the live sessions will be after Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. We're looking forward to that. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much.